0: In-Depth Radio presents What the Fatah with Tarek Fatah on News Talk 1010.
1: On this cold, cold day. Mm-hmm. Pretty girls. No pretty girls! You started this on the wrong footing, my friend. Anyway, welcome to Tarek Fatah's What the Fatah on this cold, cold winter day. Let me start by pouring a whole lot of cold water over a dead man who is one of the most despised persons on earth The symbol of evil with every Western politician crawling on all four, walking across the desert simply to brown-nose him because he, my friend, is their great King Abdullah. Abdullah, Abdullah. Oh, Oh, no, that's a different guy. That's somewhere in Afghanistan because that guy's mom forgot to name him didn't have two names, so he ended up as Abdullah Abdullah. This Abdullah who died actually took pleasure in lashing people, lashing women. He kicked people, murdered them, buried them alive, occupied countries, slaughtered by the tens of thousands. But, you know, what he has, Abdullah has mullah. Mullah, I'm told, is money, and white politicians like money especially when they can say, it's a matter of principle that I would like to have uh, certain relationships with the Abdullah, Abdullah, King Abdullah, the man in wearing frocks, you know, with his 72 virgins somewhere in paradise. Shame on you, all of you running, whether it is the United States of America or the United Kingdom. What the hell is united about you anyway? People can buy are you off the shelf i'm an american politicians are being sold at kmart or did kmart go out of business oh well, what the hell kmart haymart they're all for sale and imagine Barack Obama and muscular michelle were supposed to go to a 17th century muslim king and barack obama said hello honey Why shouldn't we see a real 17th century king? Why the hell go to the Taj Mahal? That guy's been buried there since the 1700s. We'll go to the real guy. That guy got the mullah. I'm Abdullah, I take mullah. Shameless people. If this crew was in charge during the Second World War, Hitler's, you know, dogs would be running our lives. There would be internment camps where fine Italians like Tony Tedesco would be clearing the poop of Aryan supremacists. And we say, oh, but you know, we've got to have real relationships with that. The world is real relationships. Did you see that guy? By the way, did you, Tony, did you see that f- shameless guy dressed up in a woman's uh, frock? Uh, a guy called Prince Charles. He's dressed up with a strange headgear and a bizarre sword. The House of Windsor goes to collect the poop of the House of Al Saud. What a people, man. What sort of people call that country Great Britain? What is so great about those guys? A mass murderer is being honored by the American president? And Cameron says, Oh, you know, uh, what a great lass. The Archbishop of Canterbury, mind you, this is the King of Kings of the Holy Church of England, says. King Abdullah did so much for peace. Yeah, right. It wasn't you getting whipped up. It was Raif Badawi and his thousand lashes. It's not your wife, Archbishop, that's seeking refugee status in, uh, uh, in uh, uh, Ottawa. Raif, by the way, his wife is pleading with the children, begging for mercy. While Prince Charles and Archbishop of Canterbury and the President of the United States of America and the bicep version of uh, uh, the First Lady and everybody and his uncle is lining up saying, me first, me first, me first. They got the money. I got nothing. I got nothing. The South is giving out money. Let me, give me, give me, give me, please. <laughs> I hate Charlie Hebdo. Honest to God, I hate Charlie Hebdo. I kill Charlie Hebdo for this money. What a disgraceful French president. After marching on the streets of Paris, he says, excuse me, time's up. I should go and meet the guy who created this mess. The country that is responsible for Planting the seed that is causing the death of Western civilization. Our shameless politicians are lining up to go and pay homage. Am I the only one offended over here? What a scary thought. I'm just a bloody immigrant in this country. Allowed in 25 years ago simply as an act of mercy. And I have to remind white people who built this country... After 400 years of sacrifice, that you don't have to bow down and brown-nose a man that has never been to school in a country where women are treated like crash? Crap? Is that the word? Crap? Yeah. I, it's allowed. It's a four-letter word. What the heck? They won't let me say that again on radio? It's okay. Everything that represents the murder of 12 journalists in the offices of Charlie Hebdo came from the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Everything that's happening in Nigeria by the murderous mobs of Boko Haram that attacked the city of Medugri today, killing tens of thousands of people, originated in Saudi Arabia. Everything that happened in Afghanistan and the Taliban and the murders of tens of thousands of people over there, who killed our soldiers, who killed American soldiers, happened because Saudi Arabia paid the bills. Do you think it was an act of charity? The Salvation Army paid for the salaries of the 5,000 or uh, 20,000 jihadis in the Taliban? No, it was Saudi Arabia. And we in Canada allow 30,000 Saudi students to contaminate our universities, to come to our hospitals and lower the standards of healthcare because they have got themselves a premier in Quebec. What sort of a country would tolerate that? That a man that made millions out of an apartheid regime would be rewarded by being elected as the premier of Quebec? Holy smoke, I got John from Ken 60 on the line. John, I hope I haven't Hi, offended Sarah. you. how are you? Hello, sir, how are you? You know,
2: I, I listen to you frequently, and, you know, I really wish there were more like you. The way you, you make a lot of sense, you're logical, you don't have blinders on your eyes. And, you know, just to quote some scripture, for once I was blind and now I can see, you know, and I wish more people were like that.
1: Well, Thank you very uh, much, John. I I just speak out of my love and affection for what is Western civilization. It didn't come easy. Too many people died, John, too many people over 400 years. Some burnt on the stake, some butchered, some died in Geneva, others died only when Westphalia agreement was signed. And today, all you can hear on the streets of Queen Street is, I'm like this, and I'm like that, and I'm like this, and I'm like that. Professional sports, city TV, dancing idiots all over, nothing to read, nothing to write. Why? Because an American president is going to avoid visiting the Taj Mahal, because he told his wife, when you can see a live 17th century king, why pay visit to a dead 17th century king? Thank God, thank God for Stephen Harper for all his policies that I won't agree. you got to tip your hat to that. And this comes from a card-carrying New Democrat. Thank you, Prime Minister, for not being the fool that the rest of the Western world is, for not being the president of France, for not being the president of the United States, for not being the stupid, silly Prince Charles of the House of Windsor, or the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom, or the opposition leader, that silly, stupid Ed Miliband, crawling on all four right across the Mediterranean and the deserts of Arabia to say, I am your most humble servant. I am Ed Miliband, the son of a socialist. I am Ed Miliband, a Jew that you hate, sir, but you, sir, have money, and I have none, and for that reason and alone, O oh King, O oh King, who never went to school, who dropped out of grade five. You are so intelligent, and I am such a stupid fool. That's what we are. In Western civilization and let this immigrant remind you it is worth fighting for and when the Prime Minister says we're gonna go to kill these I it pleases me because at least there's one person in the Western world and he is not Justin Trudeau pretty boy that's Prime Minister Stephen Harper thank you for saying that we will kill them
0: What the Fatah on News Talk 1010. Here's Tarek Fatah.
1: Remind me of my age. Okay. So, enough of Saudi Arabia. Enough of Saudi Arabia. There are worse places than Saudi Arabia. Would you believe that? <laughs> worse places. And one of those worst places in the world is Ukraine. And my goodness, if anyone has seen the fighting going on over there, this is real war caught and film. And by the way, there are enough Canadians of Ukrainian origin who have an interest, who are part of the history of that country, to make it relevant for us as to how we as Canadians react. And two of them are with me in the studio. Welcome to News Talk Tent. 10 and, gentlemen, John Morales, political consultant who's been to Ukraine more times than he should have been. And I doubt he's going to go there again. Uh, welcome. And with him, of course, Stefko Bandera from the Bandera family, uh, who have been part of the Eastern European equation for well. I think almost a century. No, well, at least sixty years. At least sixty years. Let's go uh, round it up. Oh, like, What's the problem? Hundred years. Thank okay, you. not to worry. From the uh, Ukrainian Canadian journalist, you've mm-hmm. been there as
2: well, gentlemen. This seems to be very dangerous. Yeah, there's a mood in Ukraine now. If you look online and you see um, uh, what's happening, what the journalists are saying, and what regular people, very anxious right now. It seems that we're on the verge of a full scale uh, war. Uh, what's been happening in the last year uh, has been you know, variously called a hybrid war low intensity conflict. But now it seems that uh, uh, the game is afoot and there's going to be some serious uh, serious movement on the part of the so-called separatists uh, moving in and uh, taking positions. They are uh, yesterday's uh, attack on uh, Mariupol. Yes. Um, heralded uh, widely as an attempt to uh, create a land bridge. Uh, between um, the uh, separatist areas and Crimea so that the Russians can have unfettered access towards the uh, peninsula. But they already have unfettered access to the peninsula. Well, they have unfettered access via water. Yes. You know, they have to bring in stuff um, uh, via boats. But if you have a land bridge, then uh, it accomplishes two things. A, you have a transport corridor. Uh, that's unfettered. And B, you um, move one step uh, closer to what Moscow, I believe's uh, pl- uh, plan is is to landlock Ukraine.
0: And, and let me interject there. Let me yes. interject. I mean, I don't think Barack Obama and the West should be worried about the Tea Party's response to the State of the Union address. They should be worried about Vladimir Putin's uh, response to the State of the Union. His response was to see an American house divided. Um, A house so divided by partisans, so ineffectual, so recalcitrant to use hard force that I I almost wonder if the attack on Mariupol this week was not his response to the State of the Union address. He sees an opportunity. Um, Obama, as you may or may not know, in that speech claimed that he had addressed the Ukrainian problem with force uh, decisively. Uh, Any Ukrainian Canadian. Even he
1: didn't believe that.
0: Well, he paid lip service to and I, I didn't hear any ovations after that line. Um, so all partisan, you know, sort of chickenry aside that happened that day, his foreign policy is perceived by Vladimir Putin, and Putin has said as much out loud to be weak and ineffectual. Uh, Putin, in his mind, probably has two years from that State of the Union until the next president arrives to take, and I believe he will try to take, the entire southern coastline of Ukraine. Um, and certainly, when he speaks of his conception of New Evrosia or a New Russia, a new empire, a new Russian caliphate, yeah. he would also want Kiev to get Kiev. He's going to take I, that I, south I, coast. I,
1: by southern coast, are you suggesting he'll take
0: all Odessa? the way to Moldova? Odessa, everything. Uh, and the, take the liquid gas plants—they just put in liquid gas terminals, which actually could save Ukraine from its dependence on Russian uh, on Russian gas in the next winter, if uh if if Vladimir Putin and and the Russian Federation take those gas uh, those gas facilities off the southern coast Ukraine ends up landlocked gasless bad winter lousy economy and they're vulnerable so you were there last year uh, yes, there sorry, w- yes. there was a video of someone holding
1: uh, an archaic, uh AK-47 to your head. No, it was, it was, it was a
0: Makarov <laughs> pistol. Uh, they didn't want to use the, <laughs> the big guns on me. I'm not worth that much. But yes, I was in Donetsk. In fact, I took the last commercial flight out of Donetsk before the fighting started at that airport, that fighting which raged on last week. And uh, the separatists have finally taken half the airport. So yes, I was there and I was perceived to be a Western interloper. I was there to observe an election that wasn't happening while Russia claimed it was happening. And that the people of Donetsk and Luhansk were rejecting uh, you know, Poroshenko and and the options they were presented. If by rejecting, you mean they had forcefully closed down every polling station, and that was true. They didn't want us to document that, and they pointed weapons at uh, members of my team, including me, to, to get us out. Um, we politely acceded to their request, <laughs> and I flew out to Kiev, as I said, on that last commercial flight. These guys are serious. Um, When you say these guys, you think the Russian army are irregular? The Russians are estimated to now have up to 9,000 regular and special forces working within Ukraine. But if you were listening to Lavrov, the foreign minister from Russian Federation, whose look of incredulity uh, deserves an Oscar award, they're not even fighting there. They're not even fighting there. And the attack on Mariupol was instigated by Western Nazi forces backed by the United States, et cetera. Meanwhile. Merkel and France and all those other lovely people that you talked about in Europe, so dependent on Russian economics and of all the money that Russia has poured into the capitals of Europe and into a number of campaigns for democr- democratically elected folks, um, are already now um, kvetching at Obama to lift the economic sanctions, which weren't enough, but at least were a good start, because they want to start making money again.
1: Sefko, are you yeah. as uh, pessimistic as uh, well,
2: Putin's got the mullah too, right? And Gazprom has, uh, has the mullah. So that uh, that's. Uh, are you an sure there are thing. no
1: intermarriages between the House of South and uh, House of Putin?
2: I, <laughs> I, hey, I, I have my own theory of Putin, and that's it's not actually one person, but I won't get into that right okay. now. The, at, the, uh, at his annual press conference um, at the end of the year, Vladimir Putin told the Russian people in December look, we're in for two more years of this hardship. So, uh, this isn't going to be something that's going to be... I uh, mean, you know, the, the Kremlin has a plan A, a scenario B, a plan C. There's lots of different things that can play out. But the signal he's telling to the Russian people is, look, there's going to be two more years of this. And uh, it's not. It, it, we have to be prepared for that, too. We have what, to be prepared. What,
1: uh, for- I, I, I get the point. Your father, your family, mm-hmm. John's family, you all have roots over there your parents saw uh, how the West fought communism. Right. Do you see any spirit left in the West to stand up to any dictator if that dictator has money?
2: Well, I mean, there's, there's uh, a, a lot of uh, lip service being paid to you know, the ideals. Forget about life. lip service.
1: I mean, we know it means nothing. But will the people of Europe stand up I mean, you, uh, before the show, you're talking about that poster in France, right. it said, why should I fight? What was it about Gdansk? Uh,
2: yeah. Why should I? Why should I die for Gdansk? Gdansk. Which, that was the was late 30s. When the, when the Soviets uh, and when Hitler and the Soviets yep. divided up Poland. And well, the Poles are going to be our friends, uh, uh, Ukraine's friends, that's for sure. The Latvians, Lithuanians, the Estonians. But I think there is a big wake up call. I mean, I think um, uh, all of it's not as if Putin's planning to go all the way to uh, Berlin or Paris. You know, he He just uh, wants Kiev. He wants Kiev. Uh, He needs Kiev for ideological reasons. Um, What are those ideological? Well, it's um, Kiev in the Russian um, uh, psyche is the mother of all Russian cities. I mean, Kiev was the capital when um, uh, Christianity was adopted, right? Okay. Uh, Putin has already made justified the annexation of Crimea as, as this is our Mecca. This is, these are on these shores. This is where um, uh, the great Prince Vladimir um, uh, accepted Christianity from the Byzantine Greeks in 988. And um, it's part of this new ideology called Ruskimir, the Russian world which is saying that, look, we are a Russian civilization under attack from the West.
1: Well, gentlemen, uh, I could spend the rest of the hour with you, but uh, time has
0: constraints. Thank you very much for enlightening our listeners. Tell your friend, Mr. Stephen Harper, to sell the Ukrainians some weapons that might actually repel the Russians.
1: Well, Mr. Mr. Prime Minister, sell them our best weapons. <laughs> and
2: wait till the Russians come here and say hi to us in the Arctic. That's coming.
1: Okay, we got to take a break right now. And, uh, well, that's it. <laughs>
0: with Tarek Vittar on News Talk 1010.
1: Welcome back. It's a cold, cold day in Toronto. Let me warm you up. It's a Torontonian who, whenever he speaks, lights up fires. My guest, Mark Stein. Welcome to News Talk 1010, Mark.
3: Hey, good to be with you, Tarek.
1: It is always wonderful to listen to you. And I understand you have a new book in town.
3: Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I, I, I took a bunch of stuff that I thought held up pretty well over the years, and I put it in a, a book uh, called uh, The Undocumented, Mark Stein, and I'm going to be uh, at uh, Indigo at uh, the Bay and Blur branch with uh, Heather Eastman talking about it this, this Wednesday. That's
1: January 28th at 7 p.m.,
3: right? That's that's right. And, uh, la- last time uh, I was on stage with Heather at that store was at the height of all my uh, troubles with the uh, Canadian Human Rights Commissions. And we had an extensive police presence. Uh, yes, <laughs> I remember to hold back the protesters. So yeah, I, I, I was there. Hadn't... I
1: was there as well. I did, uh, You must recognize, even though I criticized you, but I did say I wanted a signature, uh, your autograph on uh, on that book.
3: No, no, I, I well remember uh, at, at the uh, at the end of the evening, uh, which I, I thought was good. And, <laughs> and uh, you're you're a uh, a man of integrity on that point, Tarek. Oh, thank I think you. you.
1: I just uh, crept up. I said, "Oh my God, i have written against this fellow. Is he going to sign my <laughs> book or not?" But, uh, <laughs> but honest to God, your voice, what you write, is so contrarian, is so out of ordinary. Uh, I've been talking um, in the last half an hour about what a bunch of fools we have become and how uh, it is reflected in uh, the way hundreds of Western leaders and politicians have lined up and crawled on all four to get the blessings of the Saudi royal family. And nothing represents this uh, hypocrisy more than that. And um, I was reading some of the stuff that I have picked up from the book, "The Near Suicidal Stupidity of America's Immigration Regime." Now, yeah, it's I quite a mouthful.
3: Yeah, I think I think you're I, I, I think you're right about the nauseating spectacle uh, of the. Uh, I, I'm, I have nothing against uh, the late King Abdullah. As a human being, uh, he lived a long life. He's older than his kingdom. He was 90 years old, uh, whereas his kingdom, I think, is uh, 82 years old, yes. 83 years old. And, uh, and so he had a long and uh, successful life, uh, and you should uh, send your condolences to his family. And that's it. Westminster Abbey in London. Uh, lowered the flag. Can you to, uh, imagine that? <laughs> uh, which is insane. For, for a, a, a Christian church yes. uh, lowers its flag uh, to mourn the death of someone who bans Bibles and prescribes Christianity in his own country. That makes no sense whatsoever.
1: Why is this happening, Mark? Why? why? What has happened to us? We've lost our spines.
3: I I think that's right. I mean, I I think one of the things, uh, the the whole uh, misconception really, I would say, of uh, the the, the so-called war on terror since 9-11 is that we thought it could be fought by uh, bombs and tanks and elite uh, special forces. And in fact, what I think is is, uh, more indispensable than anything is, is cultural confidence. And if you don't have that, I mean, and that is the bet our enemies have made, the enemies of civilization have made, that we have all this high-tech equipment, uh, but there's a hole in our heart. We don't really believe in what we're doing. And so in the end, you can have all the best tanks and the best equipment, um, but if if your civilization uh, is so corroded to the point that you have a hole in your soul where your cultural confidence should be, uh, then in the end, the people who mean it Uh, as these guys do, then the people who mean it, they're pretty convinced they're going to win.
1: Do you feel there is an ideological void in our um, narrative in in the United States or Canada or uh, Britain or France, where uh, we have inherited a civilization, but we really don't know what went in building it?
3: Yeah, I, I I think that's I think that's absolutely the best way to put it and I think it, it's it's like uh the, the the pampered uh children you sometimes see at western universities particularly in the United States where they're what they call uh, trust fund babies uh that somewhere a couple of generations back uh, their parents made a big bunch of money, their grandparents, great grandparents, and they've got a trust fund, and they don't really have to worry about anything, uh, and they can afford to indulge themselves in thinking that the, the the biggest problem facing the world is transgendered bathrooms or whatever, and they they don't realise that they're 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 spending the capital that others have earned, and and we are the same as those civilization as a whole. Is the same as those trust fund babies. However, we, we have eight centuries of inheritance uh, in the uh, English world, going back to Magna Carta, uh, and uh, and and in the English world we are the principal inheritors of the glories of Greece and Rome, and uh, and we take all that for granted. And I don't think we understand. Um, that uh, Like those trust fund babies, we're blowing through our accumulated uh, 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 capital, uh, we're, we're, bree- we're spending our inheritance and you think it's always going to be there. One minute you'll, uh, you'll actually look in your bank and there will be nothing left. And that's, that's what we're doing. We're breezing through uh, a, a hard-fought inheritance that is not the normal state of mankind.
1: I don't know whether you've covered that subject in uh, in this book or not, but I am a bit intrigued as to how race relation unfolds in the United States, where people are talking of, uh, uh, you know, solidarity of uh, American blacks uh, with Palestinians, but they seldom find solidarity With African blacks being slaughtered in Nigeria or Niger or Central African Republic or South Sudan, what what is it about the African American intelligentsia that misses out on this aspect, if we can at all discuss this?
3: Well, I I think I'm always curious about things that the causes that people adopt. Uh, and the causes that no one cares about, um, for, for example, in the Congolese Civil War, which was very bitter in the first uh, years of this century, um, six million people died, six million people died, and it never made the news in in the United States or, or Canada or the West more broadly uh, uh, both sides but why, uh, why not in the black press? Well, exactly. Uh, that's, the, that's the point, there are, because there are certain causes that are easy to fetishize, and basically the Palestinians have become the house pets of, uh, of other Western minority groups, to, to a completely absurd point. If, if you look at those um, people who march in the Toronto Gay Pride Parade uh, under the banner Queers Against Israeli Apartheid... Um, right. You, you know as well as I do that uh, that that in the Muslim world, homosexuals uh, in, in Saudi Arabia, as we were talking about, they're beheaded. Uh, in uh, in Taliban-run Afghanistan, they used to build a, a, a wall specifically for the purposes of crushing homosexuals underneath it. Yes, uh, and, and like ISIS
1: the, has been throwing out uh, g- uh, gays from ten-story buildings.
3: Ex- exactly, and yet. No one is ever. You're not going to see in the Toronto Gay Pride Parade anybody marching along under the banner "Queers Against ISIS"
1: or Saudi apartheid.
3: Yeah, and you're going to. Yes, exactly. I mean, I'm. I'm. Pers- I mean, since we're talking about uh, the House of Saud, I actually don't think. Uh, Saudi Arabia and ISIS are that different. They both uh, behave. Uh, they both believe in a lot of beheading. Um, Saudi Arabia has the structures of a, of a of a state because Ibn Saud's vast progeny decided that they were a royal family and were all princes. So they're his royal highness this and his royal highness that, and it seems slightly more formalized. But 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 the ISIS guys will get to all that in a couple of years.
1: No, they uh, are there. I I think it's uh, <clears throat> what I would call a You know shadow boxing the saudis are the isis i think the west has been fooled into believing that the isis are against saudi arabia without saudi arabia there wouldn't be isis without turkey there wouldn't be
2: isis
3: no i i I think that's true and that goes back to what we were talking about earlier when i said about cultural confidence i mean the 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 problem with saudi arabia um, is that it's the its principal uh job is not exporting oil uh, it uses its oil proceeds to export ideology, and it exports a, a, a dangerous ideology that is destabilised uh, cr- critical nations. Uh, whether you talk about Afghanistan or Pakistan, I mean, to go back to the uh, to the days of the Indian Empire, they had uh, problems with uh, uh, Wahhabis uh, uh, back in the late nineteenth century. There, when uh, yes, of course. With, with, when uh, they, uh, they uh, assassinated uh, a chief justice in, in British India in the late 19th century. Absolutely. I mean, and that's basically, uh, and, and all the oil wealth has done. Uh, back then, it was actually a hard job exporting Wahhabism uh, to South Asia. Uh, but now, uh, the oil money has enriched them to the point where they can buy up anything in the Western world you need to buy up. Uh, they fund all these uh, these departments at Western universities, which are basically uh, I think peddling uh, uh, essentially uh, the, these various Middle Eastern studies classes and all the rest well, of it are actually engaged in ideological suppression. Well Mark,
1: I, we got to take a break thank you very much for being with us uh, taking time out this afternoon if you wish to listen to Mark Stein he's there Wednesday, January 28th 7pm at the Indigo Bay and Bloor. Thank you for joining us Mark. Hey, a pleasure Tarek talk y- to you next time. Y- you take care, we got to take a break right now.
0: I found myself some way. Distant roads are me. What the Fatah with Tarek Fatah On News Talk 1010
1: Welcome back. I didn't know somebody had played a liner. Mm, getting old. Anyway, uh, folks, uh, got to make an announcement. This is my uh, probably last show or, well, you know, for a, for some time to come. Uh, it's been a great run over here. You know, I've been here now five years uh, new it used to be CFRB, long before it was New stock news 1010. Uh, I never thought I'd be a radio broadcaster had it not been for the station. And uh, one must say, this is it. It's radio stations like these that uh, stand up for free expression, uh, freedom of speech. Can you imagine? In five years, has never, ever been once that somebody came and said, why did you say that? Or this is what we have, want you to say. Not once. I have been taken to task sometimes, some of the expressions I use, but that's what bosses are there for. And I'd like to thank uh, Mike Bendixen, our director, stood with me for a very long time, my producer, you know, Tony Tedesco, our sound engineers, Mike over here, so many wonderful colleagues, you know. Many of them don't realize that they are in an industry which is at the front end of fighting for our freedom radio, AM radio in specific, this is not your CBC. This is not the BS that goes on uh, with people with massive egos trying to project themselves. This is where the real thing happens. People talk, people call, hosts come in, say nasty things about nasty people. And as an example today, where else would I be able to say what I said about the nasty Saudi family? Where else one could make fun of Prince Charles? After all, he is our Prince Charles as well. But this is Canada. This is New Newstalk 1010. This is AM radio, an amazing, rich tradition. I remember um, have, um, coming here oh, of a total coincidence. I was in Ottawa sitting at a conference at the head table with Brian Lilly, of all people. And uh, he said, what are you doing now? I said, I've just written a book and I have nothing to do. He said, why don't you come on radio? Seriously, that's how it began. Next day I get a call and I'm hosting a noon show with none other than Michael Corrin. And the first show I have something terrible, nasty to say about Scarborough. I said, Scarborough is not Toronto. And I detest it because it has never had a streaker run on the main street. It's never had anything exciting except boring stuff that goes on, ethnic stuff over there. And in walked the then director of news looked at me. We had never met. And he just hovered around over there. And the calls lit up and said, who the hell does this This guy think he is running down Scarborough? And I said, Scarborough? Wait till you listen what I have to say about Mississauga. These nine or five places where houses park themselves, each other, people disappear in the backyards. Is there not civilization? Civilization is living in Toronto, you know, with the homeless, the traffic, the fights, the poor, the rich, everyone. This is what life is. This is what the West is. So, spent about five years. I'm taking a break. Perhaps I might come back. Perhaps I might not. But it is with mutual respect and desire that I am saying goodbye to Newstalk 1010. Hoping, hoping, seriously, that the decline I see in our urge for freedom of press, in how we seem to be willing to, what would I say, the Amanda Landization of our journalism, the Jian Gumashization of our profession. Uh, did I say religion? No, I meant journalism. <laughs> Mind you, a lot is being sacrificed and radio saves a lot because on radio you can't sit down with sleeveless uh, shirts and, um, you know, what is it that you pump in your lips to make them look big? Hey, white guys, what is it? Uh, Botox, sorry, Botox. You can't have Botox on radio, you know. You can't sit there. Uh, like um, uh, with deep red lipstick and talk about economics and then get away by being paid $26,000 per speech. Wow, man, what, what, uh, uh, what a scandal Canadian journalism is going through. And nobody seems to be noticing it because will it be AM radio that will save the day? Because there you have pretty people like Jerry Agar, and smart folks like Jerry John uh, in the morning. You know, uh, my friend Ryan uh, Ryan, who what what did we? What was the show that we did in the night? Friendly Fire. Yes, that's what I remember, Ryan Doyle. So these are the folks who don't have to uh, wear red lipsticks, sleeveless shirts, Botox in their lips, a pouched forces acting up the, uh, the way they do journalism. And it is drowning our society because without journalism, without hard-cutting opinion, we don't have a society. We'd be left with Saudi Arabia. I have someone waiting on the phone for 18 minutes. Oh, my God. Richard, I am so sorry. Are you still there? Richard's gone. He's gone. Oh my God. I am so sorry. He was stuck there for 18 minutes. Now, this is the power of AM radio. Okay. But uh, so, uh, with very fond memories, I am saying, uh, you know, departing. Uh, I'll miss this place. I will miss, among other people, Britt. Where is she? She was around. I will miss Amanda. I will miss so many people over here. Incredible folks who. Blend in, do so much work. And one thing I'll tell you, folks, in our state broadcaster, you have about 10 producers who do the work of what one producer does on this station. And I'm not kidding you. I've seen it on both sides. These are people who work behind the scene or screen. Uh, You sometimes never know who they are. But there is an awful lot of work that goes in. Why why is Tony Tedesco staring at me that way? Did I say something wrong, Tony? No, no, not at all. No, that was just an expression of uh, exasperation as to why I was saying what I was saying. But anyway, that's uh, time to say goodbye to a lot of people. And uh, before I go, I just want to say that people like... Uh, you know, Mark Stein, people like the folks who were the two gentlemen uh, who were here in the studio uh, with me, Stephen Stefko, uh, John Baraz. There are tons of incredible people who live in the city, who come here, contribute to our collective consciousness, and make us who we are. But on the other hand, we have a whole lot of folks who are simply not in tune to the threats we face, to the strange challenges we have, and uh, who do not understand that the enemies that threaten Canada, that threaten the Western world, uh, will never, ever be content till human civilization is dead. Please don't think I'm exaggerating. Please. This is not about saying or exaggerating the effect of those who do, I do not dislike, uh, I don't like. I've lived 10 years in Saudi Arabia, a country that is evil, a country that has seeped in hatred of women, of gays, that is an apartheid state that treats its working class brown people literally like human crap. I have seen people exploited in a way that you could not believe, people whose religions are exploited to the hilt by a host society that offers nothing to humanity except destruction. And they have bribed themselves right to the top. They have bribed themselves, bribed others, Western leaders, to the extent that a prince of the house of Windsor, the son of the ruling monarch, the queen, will crawl on all four, dress up like an Arab bandit, put something on his head and hold a golden sword to show his subservience to money. That is what is the challenge, because if the Saudis and the Jihadis and the Islamists can buy President Obama can bribe members of Congress, can force a British Prime Minister to say that he finds King Abdullah to be a great man. What a disgraceful thing to say. Is this the honesty and integrity we learned as Boy Scouts, institutions that never existed and never will in those burning sands of Arabia? fit only for camels, not for human beings, where anyone who wishes to express an opinion can be lashed in public. Women stripped naked and raped and killed. Housemaids from Sri Lanka and the Philippines imprisoned and hanged till they die. That's the sort of people are our enemies. And that's the sort of people where freedom of press, freedom of expression, AM radio, the written press, the producers, the broadcasters, the engineers, they are the frontline troops that stand up to the horror that is Islamism today. And the Saudis represent that. So for goodness sake, on this day, Perhaps I might be back. Perhaps I might not be. But remember me for one thing. We need to stand up for the truth no matter what. And as the Indians stay, that's their motto. Truth always surfaces and stays at the top. Thank you very much. Goodbye, CFRB, News Talk 1010. Goodbye, Tony. Goodbye, Mike. It was wonderful working.